There we go, Kev. Barry Manilow into the show. How's that? <laughs> Love your music choices. Love Total them. winner. Now, that, that, that was absolutely random. Obviously, you need to check your playlist, pal. <laughs> it was random. I, I, I can't help it. It, it, it's it's what uh, you know. YouTube music pulled up. What am I gonna do? YouTube bases that on stuff that you listened to before. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jerry. Who are you playing? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Too much Barry Manilow in your life, pal. No, that's a that's actually a, a great song. That one. Listen, just Barry Manilow was good back in the day. Some patriotic stuff kicked butt. An amazing songwriter. Whether you like the songs or not, the guy wrote every kind of song you could imagine. And he wrote songs about him writing songs, which is that one of his best songs. That is and not easy to do. No, no. To be, uh, you know, self-confident like that and uh, I'm the badass. Right? It's me. No offense. And it looked like he did. And the chicks loved him. I think it's self-confidence. That's what the girls like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the girls like that. It's it mattered not, to him, right? It's uh, not much of a he's not much of a looker, but hey. no, but that schnoz, please. Right? I would not have wanted to party with that guy. <laughs> no coke left for anybody. Nope. Is that the implication? Where'd it go? <laughs> it's all up Barry's nose. Yeah. Okay, are you ready? I'm always ready. All right, let's see. Where is this? It's right there. Let's get this pulled up, and here we. Go. Welcome to the Exeter Underground, the weekly news and opinion forum for the people of Exeter, about the people of Exeter, and by the people of Exeter, keeping you up to date on the happenings of our town that you just can't find anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Jerry Gelliff and Kevin Foles. Okay, there we go, Kev. Uh, Hey, good evening. Welcome, everybody, to the Exeter Underground. Hyper-local news and analysis for Exeter Township. I'm Jerry Gelliff, and he is... Kevin Fole. And we are here to uh, entertain you. We try. We try. That's... It's it's weird. Talk this morning, it was a little difficult because not much is going on in the township with no meetings and everything, especially with the last couple of weeks. Yeah, well, so so let's re, let's go back over that conversation. Yeah. So I racked my brain for the last three or four days. I'm like, okay, so what are we going to do with this show? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And and like nothing came up. And it took a five minute conversation with me, but like, holy shit, we can put a whole we can put a whole uh, show together. Yeah, and, and so I called you, and I was like, hey, you know, I'm thinking we don't have much. There's no meetings, nothing really going on, not much to do. So so let's you know let's not and say we did. That's the difference between us building a show and the supervisors and the school boards giving enough material to do plenty of shows. Yeah, yeah. But we came up with something good tonight. I think we got a lot of stuff. I think um, some stuff that makes everybody uh, interested in what we're talking about because it, it it's important. So you then said to me, you're like, yeah, probably. You know, really nothing happened this week. And then it was quiet for about three seconds and went, but you know. <laughs> right. And uh, so it kind of got fleshed out from there. And so, so our, our main topic, our maybe only topic early, is, is going to be what the hell did the pandemic do to kids? A lot. You and know? None of it was good. And I, I did speak to a couple of people who I tried to get on as experts, yep. uh, people in the educational field. And uh, one of them couldn't because of a scheduling issue. And the other one... 
she didn't uh, materialize. She ghosted you. Yeah, she ghosted me. Uh, Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> be the what first time ghosted? a woman ghosted me. <laughs> it, that, that is the honest to God truth. It's so sad. Yeah, so, it, it's, I can understand what some people probably, um, whether there's a stigma with the show or maybe they don't know about it or whatever. I yeah. think it's kind of new for people to come in and talk about it. Yeah. But I think that's what need locally. We need to have this conversation. You hear it. It's not just a local issue. It's everywhere. It's ev- it's worldwide. Yeah. So, I, but I think if we sit down and we can have conversations in our community about it, I think that's one way that you can um, dent the problem because it's a big problem. It really is. And, and I am personally in fear for our country for the next 20 years because these kids are going to become adults. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the issues that were caused for them by COVID are going to go away like that. No, not at all. I don't think so at all. And I think it, we always talk about the younger generation as it is, but it's also one of those things where they, you just made their problems worse. Oh yeah. So that we know the younger generation already has some societal societal problems when I can't listen to different opinions and everything. Right. But now, it's like our show is hyper. <laughs> it's really it's put on steroids. Right. Really and really and what the school districts did to kids uh, all around the country by they didn't have to shut the schools down. No, they didn't have to, but uh, it, it it was a function of government telling them, well, you know, you do what you want to do. Yeah. But uh, you if might you want jeopardize money, some funding. Yeah, hanging a carrot. Yeah, so so I you know I one hundred percent blame politicians mm-hmm. for this. I I don't I don't even blame the schools. No, they didn't have to shut down. Mm-hmm. But when everybody around you is doing it, when in Rome, I blame everybody, and I can't stand blaming when in Rome. I also hate um, agreeing to disagreeing. Um, I hate all of that because it's not. If everybody's doing the wrong thing, you're just as bad as them by following it along. Uh, if you're, somebody jumps off a cliff, you got to follow them. All right. My parents used to say that to me when I was a kid, but that's that's the part. But if you would have, if, if say Exeter didn't shut down the schools or just, oh my Lord, just gave the choice, said, hey, if you want to send your kids in, here's where we're going to have educators for you because there's, maybe there's some teachers don't want to come in. Uh, we definitely saw that. Right. So if you have a bunch of teachers that said, okay, I'm good. I'm going to come in and I'll teach these kids because you get K through 12 or K through six, you know, you're okay by the state to teach K through K through six kids or whatever. So you have a couple of teachers coming in that can teach that because I guarantee you there weren't going to be a ton of kids. They still get an education. I guarantee you those kids would be better off today than they are now. Yeah. Because I, there's so many things that touched it too. It's, it's not just, uh, you know, their schoolwork. A big part of school is socialization, and that socialization was taken away. Yep. Even if you've got kids sitting in a library, typing to each other on their phones, mm-hmm. they're together, yep. at least. And they can go, oh, you're a dick, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yep. They can throw comments at each other mm-hmm. in real time. Whereas if, if you're sitting in your living room and I'm sitting in mine, there's no, inter- there's no real interaction, right? No, there isn't. And it's also when... <sighs> As much as that pecking order thing that you just lightly touched on and you're going into school and the social things and dealing with kids, kids dealing with kids, and kids can be brutal. Yeah. They really can. But brutal lives, like we were talking about earlier, brutal lives create stronger people. Yeah. Um, and the sitting at home, personally, my two kids, my son did fine in it. Now, my son gets straight A's 
at home or in school. Now, my daughter had a really tough time with it. Just her grades totally went down the crapper. She's the social butterfly then. Mm-hmm. Yep. But my son's a social butterfly too. He just mm. put it this way. Here's a quick. <laughs> he takes a math test and puts 100. He writes 100% on and turns it in. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right? He did that. Um, but that's the, just the whole thing of just the uh, learning at home is also, okay, you can't give a kid that's 10, 12, 11, 12, 13 years old or even younger, okay, make sure you do your work. Well, what if there's no parents there to make sure that they did it? You know what I mean? There's no parents. What if the parents are working? That's like when my kids got sent, my daughter got sent home for close contact, which is against the law. In Pennsylvania, you're not allowed to do that for right. two. But I asked who was going to who's going to educate my kid. Yeah, because I, my wife and I are supposed to stay home. You are right. That's who. Well, I already pay somebody to educate my kids through school taxes. Well, you know that that's that's very real and 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 very true. But the, the other side of this is that we have created a commuter work society where you work from home, rather, is what I should have said. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, society. Good. And we're seeing, you know, the big buildings in downtown Philly Empty. are, you know, at 40 yeah. or 50 percent. And they were at 90 percent before. Yeah. Manhattan's a damned ghost town. But I don't see a real problem with that. I'm for it because if, if you what about it, all the businesses that used to give those people lunch? I agree with that too, but yeah. that's going to be a problem. But you either roll with the punches, or you're going to get punched mm-hmm. because things are changing. It, if I'd rather be ahead of the curve than behind it, because that's it's sad that all those whether it's food trucks or restaurants or yeah. uh, you know bodegas or whatever, I get it. But the problem is, is this is happening. It's the same reason why I want to invest in a robotics company because there's a one that I look into because it works in the food industry. Mm-hmm. People are not going to pay their employees fifteen dollars an hour to flip a burger. No, they'll pay they'll pay fifty thousand dollars to a hundred thousand dollars for a machine to do it. That machine doesn't come in late. That machine doesn't complain. That machine doesn't talk on its phone. Doesn't look at its phone. Doesn't require a retirement plan. 24-7, no health care, which the government screwed at and made it super even more expensive. You get where I'm going. Yeah. Things are changing. So if you're not if you're not doing it, but the online learning, the difference is you can't give a kid that's eight years old work and say, okay, buddy, here's an email. Do your work. And you can do that with an eight-year-old? Are you kidding no. me? No, like, I felt the not. worst. I went in to see uh, one of my people. And his secretary was working, and her son had to educate. He was like first grade, second grade. He had to educate on a tablet while she was working. Mm-hmm. So the boss is being very nice to let her bring her son to work. Right. Two, also, she's fielding calls and doing quotes and stuff like that and trying to help her son. Right. So her son's not getting an adequate education. And let's be honest, that kindergarten, first, second, third grade, that's a big damn deal. They're learning to should be. They're learning to read. They're learning how to pronounce words, and that's the thing, man. If you're not learning that, like I told you earlier, my wife told me about kids coming back after COVID and everything was locked down, they forgot how to read. Yeah, think about that. Think about how that affects education. It'll put you a whole year behind. You can't remember how to read. That's that's horrifying. You know, as bad as it was here. Kev, I will tell you that in other parts of the world, it it was even worse. Oh, yeah. And their problems are going to be twofold what ours are. Yeah. I'll give you the example of somebody I know over in England. 
okay? Their lockdowns were literally, you're allowed outside your house 30 minutes a day yeah. to go for a walk. Right. Otherwise, you better be in. They, they all but welded them in their houses. I think we all know why that wouldn't fly here. My, yeah. My shirt says it all. <laughs> <laughs> Come and take it. Right. So uh, th- this woman, single mother, two kids, uh, both in school. Now she is tasked with working from home as well as take care of those two kids and make sure that they get educated as well according to whatever it's supposed to be. Now, they had a system set up where necessary workers, which were, you know, uh, police, uh, medical, et cetera, et cetera, their kids were allowed to go to school. Of course. Okay? Because they were necessary. So she sent me this message one day and was like, I'm at my wit's end. My job, I I know I'm doing a terrible job. My boss is being good and nice about it, but I know I'm doing a terrible job. That's weighing on me. I know my kids are suffering. And, you know, I just wish that there was something I can do, but there's nothing I can do. And I said, well, why don't you just put in a call to the school and say, by chance, do you have two slots for my kids that you could do this? Because I am really struggling here. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Give me the phone number. I'll call for you. Yeah. Well, that prompted her to action. She sends an email. Good. And the uh, principal, the headmistress of the school, of course I can find a spot for your kids. Good. All you have to do is ask. But the point is, the people over in other parts of the world are going to be much worse off than we are. Yeah. And you also, was she paying school taxes or paying tuition for those it, kids? Uh, no, it's called council tax. What the hell's that? It, it, it's like all of your prop, your local taxes are, are in one bill, oh, and it Lord. does everything. It does your, it does water, sewer, oh, uh, school, TV. everything. They have to pay tax for a TV or they, have a TV. Yes, they have a, a TV license you got to pay. Shit, it's like $130 a year. That's crazy. It's insanity. But you also look at the Utah. And dude, wait a minute. They've also got vans with things they can point at your house and see if, if you have two, you better pony up or you're getting a ticket. Ugh. Yeah, man. Thank God we just had 4th of July, right? <laughs> a little remembrance of what the hell we left. <laughs> no, but you think about that too, is not just the educational part for that woman's children. Her productivity wasn't as good, which hurts the company, and then the company's not right. doing as well. Right. That's Man, this, it's all, it's, it's such a snowball effect with every single thing. Shows you how interconnected we are, doesn't it? Right. And when, when all this happened, I said I didn't fear COVID. I feared people people in powerful positions making poor decisions. Right. And that's exactly what happened. Or doing it intentionally. I don't know. I, I, I think some of them got off on it. Not Why, a question. Right. Where they were just like, oh, I have the power to shut this down. And you saw it because how many, how many governors or people internationally you saw – Going out to dinner, like Newsom out in California, wear your mask, not allowed in public, but he's going to go to some French restaurant yep. with all the other big wigs, not wearing masks. You see him yep. at baseball, look at Fauci with his mask down at a baseball game. They're all a bunch of hypocrites. They're all that, we, this is a whole other conversation. We're getting off the rails here, but I think it's just, all that crap's just about compliance. Sure, absolutely. But I, I going back to the educational purpose of it, I, I think it's just so horrible. And I like I like you said, it could be 20 years. It could be permanent. Those kids are permanent with their educational problems. If some of that stuff is not going to come back, I mean, 
We could bring up the ABC song again if that's imagine if that's a fact that Dr. Miner thought that was so problematic with the kids' education and being proficient in math right. and English. Mm-hmm. What the hell do you think shutting kids out of school for two years and social aspect? Expect- oh, good lord! Yeah, yeah. There's so many that it's, it's a hydra. It's a hydra. There's so many different heads to the problem that it's just right. I don't whack a mole whichever way you want to look at it. Yep. And my kids have come out pretty, you know, pretty fine with it. They transitioned into Exeter from um, a charter school um, because of COVID, because their school that they were coming from, I mean, they just were just ridiculous. And the social problems that were going on at that school. So Exeter's better, but then uh, just to shut down again and everything, Thank, I was a part of, uh, for a while, the lawsuit that stopped them from forcing masks on kids, that, that one in Pennsylvania. Mm. But it's... The problem is, is that you have these people that are like, well, my kid has this problem. Okay, then keep them home. Yeah. If you're so fearful, why? Why? I don't know when, I don't know when this started, and it drives me completely nuts. If there's 100 kids and one kid's got a problem, why do the other 99 have to change for that one kid? When I was, it, I broke my leg when I was a kid. I had to wear, I had to uh, have crutches. Well, not everyone else had a broken leg. They didn't work. Should they mandated everybody have crutches on? Like this is the part I don't. I don't understand why we're schmoozing to one person and crapping all over the ninety nine. Well, because you know, because of frowny faces on social media. Well, frowny faces on social media. But I was going to say. You must work for the good of the whole. The whole is the ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> so shut your hole, know your role. Yeah, but you know, Jesus went out after that one sheep. He didn't worry about all the others. These people don't follow Jesus. <laughs> Come on, man. No, I, do, I don't understand that. I never understand that, whether it's with bathrooms or all anything. Yeah. If, man, if you, it's personal choice. Well, but then they'll say, well, other kids are going to school. Well, you're the one who just said you were so afraid that you didn't want to send your kids to school. That's on you. I would send my deal kids with that. Here. Yeah, like oh, my kids. Are, well, your kid could get sick. No, you just told me you want your kid to wear a mask, so he's fine. I know masks don't work. That's a whole another conversation. Scientifically, you know, filtration capacity, which I spoke at school board meetings about, and I was right; they were wrong again. But the problem is, is if you wanted to send your kid to school, you couldn't. You couldn't send them in. You paid for that, mm-hmm. and you couldn't send them into school. That's right. I didn't pay. My wife and I don't pay school taxes to have my kids stay at home and me educate them. I don't right. pay school taxes for that. So what, and my point when all this was going on is like, well, the school's not paying, not using as much water. Yep. Therefore the water bill is going to be less. The insurance bill must be less because no one's in the damn school. Mm-hmm. So the water less sewage is less insurance is probably less electricity is less. Didn't we just get a 1.5 tax raise too? We did. Okay, so I'm just wondering. So where was the discount? Where was the money that the extra parents should have got back from the education that their kids didn't get? It went to make sure there was a kick-ass summer program the next year. Right, right. <laughs> but that's the point that... There was like $2.5 million. Are you aware of that? No. The summer program of 2021 was like $2.5 million. I didn't even know about it. That's how good it was. Yeah. That's how good it was. Two and a half million dollars was spent on a summer program. To help educate kids? To get them back in line? 
Yeah. Is that the same one they're running now? No. They run like what's the? They they ran a concurrent thing. I don't even remember exactly what it was. They had teachers in the parks, and they also had this other thing. What the hell was it called? Oh, they called it Talons. And it had a science component. It had this. And the science component they actually bought from some company. And, yeah, it it was $2.5 million. Not a bad idea. I think the school should do that. Try to keep kids up to par during the summer. If you want your kid to take part in it, fine. But $2.5 million? No, it was all COVID money. It's all federal government money. It wasn't our money. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I love when people are like, oh, we just got a grant from the federal government. I'm like, that's my money. No, it came from the federal government. I'm like, that's my money. What don't you get? Like, I had an employee. His daughter got like a $13,000 grant from Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, I said, so I'm helping pay your daughter go through college? And so the rest of the taxpayers in Pennsylvania? Well, no, it was a grant. I said okay. from Pennsylvania. Where is Pennsylvania? Just got a tree out back, you know, Governor Wolf and a grant tree, right? A grant tree where it just floats down dollars, and you know what I mean. I said that's mine. I said so. Do you think you should help educate or pay for the tuition of my kids? Well, no. So why in the hell do you think I should pay for yours? So, so his thought is that Wolf has a tree out in back of the governor's mansion, yes. and he just goes, "Hey, tree." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey. I need 13 grand for this guy's kid. Right. And then puts a fan next to it just to blow all the, yeah. the, the money leaves away. Right. And yeah. I think that's how everybody thinks. Like there's, the government doesn't create anything except for problems. So let, let, let's get to, to, to the meat of this now. Now, I, I went and did a little bit of research and came up with a couple of articles that is, that is going to establish a baseline for us to talk from. Right. Okay. This is from the American Psychological Association. From, uh, let me see, January 1st of this year. Children's mental health is in crisis. Agreed. As the pandemic stressors continue, kids' mental health needs need to be addressed in schools. So uh, prior to COVID-19, CDC data found that one in five children had a mental disorder, but only about 20% of those children received care from a mental health provider. Was that pre or post COVID? Pre COVID. Pre COVID. Okay. One in five is pretty damn high. Yeah. Uh, whether kids are facing a trauma because of child abuse or loss of a family member or everyday anxiety about the virus and unpredictable routines, they need even more support now, all amid a more significant shortage of children's mental health resources. That's part of the conversation right there. I really do believe this. So you said the the kids fear of COVID. Mm-hmm. My kids have never feared it because no. I would not transition that fear onto them. Was I no. was, in the beginning? I think I was just like, listen, what I said earlier about the government making poor decisions. But I also know that with with the science of it, and I also know with their immune systems and everything like that, and basic biology. I was a biology major in college. I think the kids, and I've seen them. That fear has been transitioned onto them from their parents. Oh, it's absolutely. The same way, the same way politics are, the same way sports are, the same way everything's transitioned from a parent to a kid. Those kids are freaking out because their parents are till this day are probably still wearing masks in their car driving. Yeah, yeah. And that's part of the problem is is that you had people and who did, we could talk about this next, my next point in for forty five hours. Who's the one who portrayed that onto the parents? Government. Well, the media. Okay, yeah, all right. 
the government mouth, wanted the, them the to, mouthpiece of, of government. Right, exactly. But that's the part. So you sit at the news and all this. They have a death toll on there. You know what I mean? That Constant crazy. running scroll. The Chiron yep. at the bottom. Yeah, it's just and if it bleeds, it leads, Jerry. Yeah, You've working in media a long time, but that's that problem with those kids being freaked out by that. That's a big problem. Back to the article. In a 2020 survey of 1,000 parents around the country facilitated by the Ann and Robert H. Lurie Children's Hospital of Chicago, 71% of parents said the pandemic had taken a toll on their child's mental health and 69% said the pandemic was the worst thing to happen to their child. A national survey of 3,300 high schoolers conducted in the spring of 2020 found close to a third of students felt unhappy and depressed much more than usual. I'd like to see the question that the kids are, were asked, first of all, to see. You know I, what I, mean? I could give you Because I could give any, you know this, and I worked in politics for five years, so any poll can get to any question, any end result that they want. But with the kids like that, of course they have more problems. Are they, Here's the problem. Did you hear what, that, what, what the one part said? It was the worst thing to ever happen. To them. Mm-hmm. And they're in high school? Mm-hmm. Listen, I wish I was that privileged to have that nice of a life. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? But like, oh, this is the worst thing to happen. Do you know anyone that died? No. I mean, first year, I didn't even know anybody that died from it or or that honestly that had it. I yeah. didn't know anybody that had it. Mm-hmm. So if you're in that, that's 2020 and you're just the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Wow. Going along okay. Okay. You're doing pretty damn good. Mental health crises are also on the rise from <laughs> March 2020 to October. 2020 mental health related emergency department visits increased 24 percent for children ages 5 to 11 and 31 percent for 12 to 17 compared with 2019 emergency department visits yep according to cdc data only 4,000 out of more than 100,000 u.s clinical psychologists are child and adolescent clinicians according to APA data. Uh, School psychologists are also in short supply, leaving kids without enough support at school. The National Association of School Psychologists recommends a ratio of one school psychologist per 500 students. Current NASP data estimated a ratio of one per 1,211. That doesn't seem very good. But I also do, yes... um, Cutting was up. You know what cutting is when people yes. cut themselves and stuff like yes. that. Um, sui- child suicide was up. Yeah. And I'm not making light of any of that because um, it's horrible and depression is horrible, whether it's a child or adult. But I also think that, again, a lot of that stuff was transitioned from parents onto their kids. Absolutely. Is because then you're just destroying your own kids. You don't, I mean, it's enough of, I mean, this is just the COVID stuff. Not alone the other stuff that kids have to deal with. I mean, kids have to deal with... Society is just so insane now with social media and everybody talking about everything's politicized. Mm -hmm. I mean, I lived before 2008, so I know when politics wasn't an everyday, every conversation type of thing. Yep. Um, But with everything like that now, and, you know, the last president was literally Hitler. And, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And um, then you throw on COVID, it's just like... you, you. they want everybody in chaos. That's what they want is chaos, and that's what they got. A 2020 technical report from the University of Massachusetts found that students who needed access 
to school-based services the most, particularly those with lower socioeconomic backgrounds, had lower rates of counselors and school psychologists in their districts. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Right, they right. Piss, they so, piss their money away in, in the... Okay, why, why is Philadelphia and Baltimore and all those schools... They, well, I think when I saw it, it's like 17% of seniors graduate, like proficient or something, or whatever it was. It was just ridiculous. Like you're graduating from, from high school and you're basically coming out dumber than you are if you just went out and lived with a pack of wolves. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least with a pack of wolves, you'd be able to be self, self-reliant. You'd be able to hunt something. Right? You do, you'd be able to live. But that, that, that's, man, it's, it's such a tough thing because you're talking with kids and all these problems. One for 5,000? What was that number? Holy smokies. Uh, school psychologists recommend one per 500, and the actual ratio is one for 1,211. Well, Students. granted, like we talked about earlier, how many kids are come out and actually say that they have a problem? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> It's true. I mean, kids are because, you know, maybe kids don't know how to process and realize they have a problem. Maybe it's just a function of I know what I am and this must be what everybody is. Right. But it's also, listen, I feel like I'm going to go. I needed to go talk to somebody. And yeah. are you going to put that on the school website? No, because you're going to get made fun of. You're going to get your balls busted or whatever. Yep. That's just it's it's the sad aspect of it is a one per twelve hundred. Yep. That teacher could see four kids a day. Yep. And that's how much it would take without reoccurrence in one year. Mm-hmm. Think about that. That's crazy. And if kids are going to have enough more problems, they're having more problems now than they ever have between social media and, and good Lord. I, I met with some friends on Saturday night that I haven't seen in a long, long time. We all went to Good Sound back together. We used to be best of friends. And we all joked around as like, Thank God there wasn't cell phones back in the day. We'd all be felons, but that's besides the point. But just imagine. Like, I can't imagine. Imagine the pictures that would exist of oh, you. There's enough that of me that do exist that were taken with Polaroids. <laughs> but I, the point is, is that I can't imagine growing up today. I'm 47 years old, and I, I, my wife and I have a 13-year-old and a 12-year-old. I can't imagine with, man, no wonder. Like, you, you remember when your kids were really, really little? I mean, like weeks old maybe like a couple months old and you take them out and they would just get too much stimulus Mm -hmm. right and they'd start crying until you put them in the car you got them home or whatever then they were cool but too much stimulus that's a baby these 10 years old 12 year old 13 year olds 8 year old that's no real difference too much stimulus is not good because then they start freaking out and here's another thing off of all those kids that are going to see these psychologists and stuff like that my God, are we all? Edu- are they medicating all of them? There's probably more kids medicated now than there ever has been in America. Oh, I don't think there's any question about that. It has to be. I mean, I, I've never looked it up, but it, but it almost has. And then to you be. look at all the school shooters. What are all? What are all the school shooters in common? Not Ritalin, psych- psychotropic drugs. Yeah, and that's a problem. Like all these kids, they the kids are not all right. And the next question is, how do we fix that? Right. So, so, and, and another question could be very well, could very well be, how, how, how would an entire community fix it? Because you can't just depend on a school system to fix it. No. Like 
everybody's got to have a hand. Everybody's got to contribute something. That's why we say government's never going to fix your life for you. That's what we talk politics and stuff like that. Listen, I don't care if you are Obama fan, Trump fan, Reagan fan, Carter fan, God forbid Carter. But you get what I'm saying. The government's not going to fix your life. We as a community need to come together and make sure that the kids are our old right. Right. Whether it's a side group or something like that, social, you know, I, don't, I don't know exactly what it is, but I think we can stem on certain things. Of, when you've got a big, big problem, yeah, you try to break it. You cut it. You try to cut it up into pieces that aren't as big, right? Correct. So you can face it differently and have a goal that's achievable. Eat a whale mouthful at a time, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. So if we come at it, I mean, what would be a great idea? Of, I don't know to bring kids together before, or after a football game. Football game a little late, maybe not. But before something. How about at night? I mean, I don't know. You, you know, maybe trying to pile one more thing onto kids right. is is too much. But if it, if one of the problems is that they have lost two years of learning mm-hmm. and you're trying to make that up, how is it that you make it up? So if you've got, just pick the grade you want, seventh grade, okay? Normally, it's probably like two weeks of review of sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And now we're in the seventh grade and we're boogieing forward with new stuff. So minus two years, it, they're actually starting fifth grade again. Right. And well, it, it you know, it might be that they might need two months to get them back up to speed. And it's not every kid, but it's going to be some kids. And if it requires two months, you're holding back the other kids. Mm-hmm. So how do you do it? And it, 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 it doesn't mean more money. No. It might mean bringing the community together to get those kids the help they need. Yeah, and I think the part is is it also takes a lot more time at home and, and recognizing that your kids are doing poorly and having kids – make sure your kids have consequences because I think as a whole now, man, people don't hold anybody accountable for anything for their no. kids. Well, you ground, my wife and I grounded our daughter because she got a D in science. We took her phone away for two weeks, and you would have thought that we cut her foot off. But, you know what I mean? But I think if we go back to basics and go back to consequences for doing something poor, you get bad grades. Okay, why did you get to bad grades? That's what I said to my daughter. And then I looked at you didn't turn two things. That would have gave you a, that would have given you a C. Yeah. So your laziness is why you got it. That's not why be, you didn't do poorly on a test. You just didn't do the damn work. Right. That is not acceptable in my mind. So if kids are having problems with education, why they're by, because they're behind because of COVID, it's not going to be every kid like you said. You have to break those kids and be like, okay, these kids are doing. Listen, there's some kids that are just lazy that just like I was in high school. You know, I did enough to get by. I don't even think I took a book home my last two years of school, the junior right. and senior year. Right. But if you're lazy and you have to do a little bit of research and be like, what? Okay, why did they do poorly? If they're just out out of their minds. Those are one of the kids that need to go in this group. Sure. If your kid is just, listen, I'm behind, and you're, if you're a reading teacher or you're teaching English and you notice that they're, they're reading on a sixth grade level and they need to be on a seventh grade, mm-hmm. that kid needs to go in that group. But here's another problem, Jerry, is because most of the time parents don't want to, well, my kid's an angel. He's the greatest thing since sliced bread. No, your kid's in eighth grade and he's reading at a fifth grade level. Well, no, no, no. He should be not going to give names. Let's just say I know a person, and their kid, the um, the the student was not good in school, doing poorly, very yeah. poorly. Mm-hmm. The parents wanted to move him up in a grade. Okay. 
he wasn't getting A's. He wasn't doing anywhere near B's. And they still C's wanted to move him up. Because they said he was smart. Well, listen, I, you can, Jerry, you could tell me you're faster than me. Mm-hmm. You can say it up and down until we get downstairs and we run a race. It doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't. Right. So you can say that that kid, that kid's parents said, oh, he's smart. He's, he, he's smarter than this. He needs to be better than this. Listen, it doesn't matter. You can say you got an A on a test unless you answer the questions. You answered them all right. You're not getting an A. That's right. But think about that. There's literally parents that, well, my kid needs to move up. What are you talking about? He's getting C's and D's. No, my kid's, my kid's that smart. He's bored. Right, 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 right. If you're bored, you're not really paying attention. You're like my son who's getting straight A's and doesn't even try. I remember when we first came to Exeter, when my kids started going to school here, my son was like, I learned this stuff two years ago. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, okay. Genius. Then you better get all A's, Marty Pants. Yeah, you just kind of doomed yourself. But I didn't email the teacher and be like, listen, my kid needs to move up. Mm-hmm. But there's parents that literally think that their kid's shit doesn't stink and that they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, my kid's genius. Like, a certain person I know has gotten emails <laughs> from parents saying that, well, I want you to change my kid's grade. Well, no. Can they retake the test? No. No. Well, they need to turn this work in. Listen, they had four months to turn the work in. They didn't. This is their grade. How about you teach your kid to do his work, try better on tests, and study a little bit more? Then you'll get a better grade. But Pretty parent, easy. But this is part of the problem that we're talking about with having problems with these kids with COVID, and then you want to have a program or, or, or not even a program. I'm, I'm so sick of programs. Yeah. Programs, I want to... I don't want to say that, <laughs> but I'm just tired of it. Like, just do basics. You want to have a talk, have a conversation with kids. You don't have to do a program. Have a group of kids. Talk to what's the word of mouth through shows? Your friends, the kids' friends. Bring them, have a conversation. Go to the football field or something like that where everybody talks around. Be like, listen, mm-hmm. you guys have problems, man. Okay, let's talk about them. How do you fix a problem? You talk about it. Right. You don't Get start another program where you throw freaking money at it. That's all every. We have to throw more money at education. Really. Really, that's going to be more education means a better education, or more money means a better education? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. When we went to school, there wasn't even air conditioning or internet. So I'll give you the great example, and this is what uh, Ted Gardella tells me all the time. You know, Exeter pays uh, Exeter lays out twenty one grand a year per kid. In Michigan, they do education funding a little differently. All money comes from the state. Okay. Not local? Nope. Okay. All money comes from the state. The state allocates like $9,100 a kid mm. to every school district. Okay? So the teacher's union are too bad? I guess. But but if they need to do a building project, mm-hmm. they actually have to do a referendum. Oh. Uh. And if the voters approve the spending, they will raise a local tax until it's paid off. That is an excellent, excellent process. It's a better way to do it, right? See, everybody was just so excited. I think it was Arizona. The governor just passed a uh, basically a voucher program with yep, $7,000. just signed a new thing, yeah. $7,000 per kid, but it's yeah. like you just said, 20 in Pennsylvania is $21,000 per kid. No, Exeter is twenty one. Or Exeter is. Uh, what is the, what's the average nationally? I don't. I, I can look it up real quick. Keep going. But I, if, if the average is, I, I think it's above 21000 
Um, but if you figured the governor in Arizona is like, hey, we're going to give every every kid seven grand. That's what it actually would be a fix. But I think seven grand is a little bit low. You know, total expenditures for public elementary and secondary schools in the U.S. in 2017-18 amounted to 762 billion or 14,891 per public school pupil wow. enrolled in so the fall. So it's less, 14 grand per kid. Yeah, 50%. Yeah, or, so. or one third rather. No, see, it's 50%. Yes, it's 50%. So that's what So you get 7 grand, you can go to a private school, you can go to a charter school, you well, any school you want it. Yeah. It's a start of fixing education and, and right. rein, reining in the the uh, teachers union. Right. Cuz I'm full I'm full on for the voucher program. That's the only way you fix education in this country. Yeah. But the problem is I also, how do you do that? Logistically, okay. So you'd have to send all your school taxes to the state, which I don't like doing that. Well, and then so, the so then the what's voucher. it going to be? The, the state give you the voucher then. Yeah. So what's it going to be? Yeah. You think extra tax? Yeah, extra school districts would be like, hey, you paid your school tax, we're going to give you seven grand back, and you can choose not to come here. That's never going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? This just wouldn't happen. Right. But it is the way to fix it. The voucher program, I've had some talks with people that we know. It's the only way that you can fix, fix education in this country because it will rein in. And it will also capitalistically make the best schools, and then the best teachers will make the most money. That's right. That's how you fix this. Right. That's how you fix education in the process. Instead of everybody being equal and there being a step process mm-hmm. in bed, but, but yeah. So you go to the best, you want, you want to go to this school? This is going to be the other problem. It's basically like the system now, and this is going to be our healthcare in probably yep. 10 years. You pay that seven grand, you want to go to private school? Sorry, this private school is 13 grand. You got to cover the rest. That's Medicare right now. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to do with everybody. But that's what the event, eventually education would be great to do that. You get, everybody gets 10 grand. Every pupil in America gets 10 grand. And that would cut back on all the crazy spending and, and tax raising and stuff. Like everybody gets ten grand. You got to live within that means, and you make your school the best by having the best teachers and performing the best and proficiency. And then that they get that ten grand, and more people want to send their kid to that That's school. That's right. And then that school gets big, and then the crappy schools shut down. That's right. Well, then the bad teachers won't have jobs. Sorry, you should have been good teachers. Should have tried a little harder. Right. That works with everybody else. Why are teachers any different? And I'm married to one. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's we're getting off topic here yes. of where we started, and I, I'm I'm actually wondering if uh, if this is a topic that we're not out of our depth mm-hmm. because we're we're just bantering about uh, what we think is the fix, and and you know it would have been nice to have somebody uh, a quote unquote expert to be able to. Agree or disagree. Yeah, bounce this stuff off of. It's a shame they didn't come on. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Now we're talking to air. That's good. Yeah. Somebody's listening. Always got something to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I had another article from Education Week. COVID linked to dramatic increase in child's risk of mental health problems. I, I just, you know, mm-hmm. that was my Google But that's true. It, it's every, I would bet... The consensus of every article that you could have printed off of Google or whomever mm-hmm. would all basically say the same damn thing. Sure. They all have the same basic thing uh, in which they say things like uh, 
the results uh, of, of this survey, of a survey that was conducted uh, among the first appointed mental health problems related to COVID itself, as opposed to school and family disruption, societal isolation, and economic instability caused by the pandemic. Researchers uh, led by Mir Ali, a health economist at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, analyzed health claims data. For more than 3.3 million children, 17 and younger, in all 50 states and D.C., who had received a COVID-19 test, these data were part of U.S. Open Source Claims, a multiplayer pre-adjudicated health insurance claims database. Mm. And so it goes on to um, talk about how uh, none of the children or adolescents have been diagnosed with a mental health disorder or needed mental health service a year before, but more than 7% of those who tested positive for COVID-19 had a new mental health diagnosis as well. Right, because they told they were going to die. Right. They On did. average, within 30 days. Imagine being a five-year-old saying, and I don't know why you would test a five-year-old anyway, but besides the point, say your mom says you tested positive for COVID and every single thing you've heard is you're going to die. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, disturbing as it is. Sure it is. By contrast, only 3.4% of children whose tests were negative had new material health issues. Oh, yeah. Or mental health issues, I'm sorry. Uh, those who did experience problems experienced them an average of four months later. So it's, it, it's just problem after problem after problem. It's, there's a plethora of them. And, and one article after another points to the exact same stats. 27% of 5 to 12-year-olds, 29% of 12 to 17-year-olds, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just, it, it's a problem that we have that, you know, like, we got to get a hold of. We do. And I, I again, societal's uh, problems with the, with the kids and like that, everybody likes to fraternize. Imagine you. Imagine you had to spend a whole week in a room with 5-year-olds. Oh, I'd kill myself. Right? Now imagine if they're, you're a 13-year-old and you have to spend every day with your parents in your room. Yeah. It's like being grounded. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't get out to go to see your friends. Mm-mm. You don't get to do anything fun. You don't have gym class. You get to bean people with rubber red balls. You know yeah. what I mean? That, that is, I think, us as parents and as adults have forgotten how much fun school was. You know, as a, well, you get to see your friends. You get to you get to play with your friends. You get to see that girl that you thought was pretty cute. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All that's yep. flip some notes and st- and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, cafeteria and everything. That's 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 their life. We put those children's life on hold. Yeah. Because of fear. You arrested their development mm-hmm. in many ways because of fear. Yeah. Well, we didn't know. No, you did know. No, because you of your fear. Yep. Not ours. Right. Yours. And then you mandated it. Yep. And 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 destroyed the most basic of human rights, which is the right of conscience. Yep. hundred percent. And then you want to go into the economical issues. Imagine that mom. And I had talked about this with my wife because there's a lot of kids in uh, poverty that go to her school because a lot of kids come from Norristown. Okay. Mm -hmm. Imagine you're a single mom. You got two kids. You work two jobs. Yep. You're just making rent as it is. Just making food. You're having, you're having, Spam sandwiches with ketchup. Sounds amazing. Or ketchup sandwich, which I've had them. Not they suck. But pass. You, you do what you got to do, or you're eating hot dogs every night. Because well, 
Or in my case, you know what I did? Mm. Ramen noodles. Well, we did that in college too. They yeah. they, they were ten cents a pack. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, my kids eat them like they're going out of style because they think it's cool. I don't get it. But right. imagine you're that single mom. You got two jobs. You work in two part time jobs where you're probably making nine, ten bucks an hour. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you got two kids, and now they say your kids are going to have to stay home. So you choose. What are you going to do? You're going to leave your kids home alone. In most yeah. cases, you are. And sadly, some of them are young. And yeah. hope to God that they have an older sibling. How do you think that education helps that kid? You, know, you think that the, a five-year-old's, ten-year-old brother is going to say, hey, get back to work, do your homework. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? It's not going to happen. Yeah. Or say that mom then, say that mom then has, you know, she has to quit one of her jobs. Now what happens? Or maybe she was working at a restaurant and that business closed. God knows the government destroyed so many small businesses. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't have a job now and she's making, she can't make rent, can't feed her kids. All government induced. Mm-hmm. Ooh. But I feel bad for those kids. I feel bad for that woman. I feel bad for our society for the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. Because then you, everyone's... It. We got issues. The kids aren't all right. The kids are not. Neither the adults, though. That's the good news. No, because I still see people driving in their cars with masks on. I, I swear yeah. to God, I saw a woman. Jerry, she had masks over the vents in her car. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And the funny part is, is they have like 15 masks hanging from the rearview mirror of their car. Like, uh. you understand, genius, that supposedly you think that it's stopping it. So where does that mean? It's on the outside of the mask, which the masks don't stop them anyway. But... That's on the outside of the mask, you ding dong, and then you're put touching it and put it all over your car. Do people not really understand basic biology when it comes to stuff and viruses and no. stuff like that? No, they don't. Like when you go to a kiosk, like I said this, uh, I my neighbor works at the bank, so I said made a comment to her because her and her husband don't really believe in all that crazy stuff either. But I said, do you understand? How, do you guys wipe down the, you know, the little drive-through container that you? No. What about the pens? No. What about when you go through the drive-thru ATM? You wipe them down every time? No. See, this is the part. If you really know biology and the way viruses mm-hmm. and the way it all works like I do, you're not going to get away from it. I said from the beginning, everybody's going to get by. Everyone's going to get it. And that's it's just how viruses work. You're not going to stop. It's simple biology. You're not going to stop it. It's yeah. not. You just touch so much stuff. People get stuff all the time and they don't even realize it because it doesn't affect them. You that's get a, a valid cold. point. Our bodies are designed to fight off stuff, minuscule stuff. That's why there's no cure for the common cold. Yeah. Because there's 10 million different strains of them. They're mm-hmm. coronaviruses. Right. But someone throw oh, I've never heard of coronaviruses before to COVID. What are, what are you talking about? Okay. You're just some right-wing guy. You don't know what you're... Okay. Good. Thanks. Moving on. So, um, should we move on to our next topic? Because... Yeah. This kind of attributes to it because with all the teachers, and of course, there's, I'm not saying all teachers aren't afraid or all teachers are, um, but the high turnover of teachers and administration, especially in Exeter, which I see, if you go on social media, they're constantly marketing. Um, last year, they were definitely marketing during the school year for teachers for major positions. Like my daughter's art teacher left in the middle of the year. Well, dude, it's all over the place. It's not just here in Exeter. Right, but I only see... Right, you you only see your local understood, yeah. but but th- this is happening everywhere now. For instance, when uh, Doctor Miner handed in her resignation, okay, she was the one hundred and eighty first 
superintendent in Pennsylvania who was going to have to be replaced. I thought you were going to say 181st in the country, and then that's just even worse that it's Pennsylvania. No, 500 school districts in Pennsylvania, <laughs> 181, which is what? 20, a quarter, almost a third? It's like a third. But here's why. A, a third why? Of, of superintendents had to be replaced this year. Why? Because they had options. Why was Dr. Minor replaced? <laughs> That's my point. So was it some of, granted, some teachers are stepping out because they don't want to deal with COVID. Correct, correct. Some of the teachers I know are quitting because they can't deal with the kids and their parents. It's kind of like the same thing when you hear like parents, um, people talking that coach their kids and stuff like that, or kids are playing baseball and the, the parents are worse sitting on the sidelines than are worse than the kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The same thing with the parents and, and with, with teachers. The teachers, listen, they expect so much out of teachers now. This is one of the reasons why I really believe that teachers are not overpaid and everyone's like, oh, yes, they are. You have no idea what a teacher deals with. No idea. I've seen 21 years of it. They, might, they, have, to be, they have to be a dietician. They have to be a psychologist. They have to be a security guard. Yeah, and then they have to teach them math, English, and all and, and all this stuff. You have to make sure that Bob, you have to make sure that Bobby, who has a peanut allergy, doesn't come anywhere contact with any peanuts. And then you have other twenty-seven other Booker pickers in the room that may have brought peanuts in. But this is what they expect teachers to do. So I know I know teachers. I've read stories. I've read threads from teachers that did just quit. They can't take it anymore. Yeah, and and you know what. Because they've been teachers for 25 years. I got a pension. Screw you. I don't need to hang around. Mm-hmm. I'll but, go work at Walmart. But or it's also, you're, this is the problem, though, is that you're having very good teachers question their careers. Yeah. Because of the last two years, because of what parents have turned into, what the kids have turned into. Again, I know a certain someone. Worst year in their 21 years of teaching this past year. Worst year of 21 years of teaching. Kids being violent. Kids not listening. Kids not being even more. No, it's and it's not. This is and all the tales that I've heard for 21 years. This has been the worst of the years. Mm-hmm. Like a third grader beating the crap out of uh, out of the guardians counselor. Are you kidding me? I don't know. Like this is the part that the kids aren't all right. But we wonder why teachers are quitting. Because guess what? Administration then says, well, we can't do anything to that kid. He's got a problem. Mm-hmm. No, you throw them the hell out of the school. Right? You can't throw a kid out Not of school. Not anymore. No, you can't. Right. And that's part of the problem. It, it, there's it's no got consequences. A, there are cardinal sins. Right. You can't throw a kid out. Well, why not? Go to a different school. When we were kids, it didn't happen all the time, but it happened. Because there's no consequences for anyone in society. You see it, not talking politics, but you see it with the DAs all over the country. Mm-hmm. There's no consequences for anybody. No. And then, when there's why would it, why would you want to teach in this in this environment climate climate better word why would you want to I don't know like I I, I just can't Great imagine benefits. what to deal with Great. but at certain point the nine money, months of work a year right but the, at a certain point the money don't matter it doesn't matter when you die Jerry if you have fifteen million dollars in the bank guess what that's fifteen million dollars that you didn't spend. I'm probably actually going to only have 11. But. <laughs> right? That's a couple more than me. But you get what I'm saying. The money, to, at, at that point, they could find some. Here's the point, too. If you think, well, some teachers are underpaid, especially the Catholic schools, man, they pay their teachers like nothing. 
No, right? they don't. You're right. So guess what? Well, I make twenty five, thirty. Let's say you make thirty five thousand dollars working in a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Jerry, you can get a job working at Target making fifty grand. <laughs> you don't have to deal with asshole kids. But is it as fulfilling? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. You don't get. You know what I mean? You don't get called racist every day or or whatever. I don't think that happens at a Catholic school. Probably not. I think they got those kids whipped into shape. It's not well. You think if public schools have come off the rails like we've seen, you don't think Catholic schools have come off the rails too a little bit? I think so. You think there's still nuns hitting people with, uh, with no measuring there is sticks not and happening. stuff? No, no, that's not happening. But. I think it should. I think there's. I, Honestly, I think there's a lot of people that need to get their ass kicked in this society nowadays. I really do. Because it would actually push people back into the whole consequences thing that we're talking people about. People need to get hurt. I don't know if people need to get yeah. hurt. I would never say that live on air. But I will say I think there's a lot of people that need to get punched in the mouth. In a society. it's just I just see it. It's because it's the same thing we've talked about in the past. People rattle their mouth off on social media because they know they would never say that to a person's face. Never. You yep. got big muscles when you're online. When it comes to when it comes to throw down. Um, what Mike to, Tyson say? Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. But that and he's right. Because everybody talks a good game when they're on social media or sure. on the phone or something like that. And then someone yep. walks up to you and you're like, whoa. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna say that. Because there'll be real-life consequences. The problem is we've taken real-life consequences out of the public square. Yep. Especially in classrooms like, my son got attacked and the kids didn't even get in trouble. The good news is some of us are bringing it back. I hope so. I wish there's more people <laughs> like us, but I think we're a dying breed. That's the problem. Yeah. You know? And with, the, with the, um, the turnover of the teachers and administrators locally... I had a conversation um, with Dr. Freeze about that when I had to go in. My son was getting in trouble. <laughs> he's, he's a piece of work. But, no, he wasn't in trouble. No, he, that was over the... It was over the CRT crap. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, <clears throat> that was a different thing. Right, right. Yeah, that was the whole thing. <laughs> Get me started on that. And I had a meeting with Dr. Freeze, and actually he called me a couple times on the phone. And we were talking, I said, you know, about the turnover of the teachers and uh, the administration because um, what uh, Mr. Alcaro moved from Riften to the junior high and then the junior high to the high school. Right. And my daughter had her art teacher leave halfway through the year and she really liked her art teacher. Yeah. Oh, you know, your kid did not especially. It's not just my kid. What I'm talking about is, is that children as a whole, and you and I have had this conversation before, when your kids are little, my wife and I were putting our kids to bed the day that they came home at 7 mm -hmm. p.m. Yep. Routine, structure. Yep. Formalities. It all means something. Right. And when you are taking teachers out of the classroom, whether they're calling in sick all the time, put it this way, and this is what I explained to you when we were talking on the phone. When you were a kid and you had a substitute teacher, everybody acted out. Not every day is a substitute teacher. Yeah, it's an interesting point of view. And uh, when you look at it when you look at it that way, mm -hmm. how the hell are they gonna learn? Right, and there's another problem is is um, when you're talking about learning, we've had a lot of discussions about learning yeah. on the show. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking about education and why I always say we just need to get back to basics, the problem is is that when you're dealing with all these formalities, okay, there's, there's a stupid plastic thing on my desk that stops me from 
it's like a you have a salad guard, a Wendy's salad guard all around your desk so you don't spit on people. Oh, okay, all right. You know, you know yes, where I'm going I, with that I now? got you, yeah. They don't work either, by the way, for a virus, just saying. But you have those. That's one thing. That's one variable that screws up your day. Yeah. And then you got another one. You have to wear a mask and you can't breathe right. And if you got glasses, it's a pain in the ass because it fogs up your glasses yep. and everything like that. That's number two. And how many more? These kids have enough problems as it is because we know being a kid is tough. Other kids can be real mean. I yep. was picked on one of the kids for good reason. I had bowl haircut and buck teeth. I'm ugly as shit. Mm-hmm. But you get what I'm saying. And then you throw these kids. How do you, how do you expect them to learn? How do you expect children to learn when you're throwing adult problems at them? You can't. Right. Clearly, you can't. And what are teachers there to do? Are they there to teach English reading? Collect a salary and benefits. Or are they there to make sure that you're wearing your mask correctly and that you're not touching somebody or you're not spitting on somebody and making sure that, you know, you stay in your seat and you stay, make sure you're staying six feet away from everybody. That's the part that, that, that's annoying is that those, those kids aren't there to learn. They're there to comply. And that okay. drives me absolutely crazy because they are. You look at, oh, wear, wear your mask. Mike, there was teachers or a teacher going around with a bullhorn in my daughter's junior high school. You told me this. Screaming at kids to wear their mask. It happened twice, and after I brought it up to administration, it never happened again. <sighs> there was teachers telling kids that if they didn't wear their mask correctly, they were going to kill, that not wearing their mask correctly was going to kill the teacher and her family. You're putting that on children. See, the difference between me and kids today, if a teacher would have said that to me, I'd have said, good. You're also talking I'll, I'll to, survive it. I'll also, survive it. You're also talking about a difference of 45 years, too. I'll survive it. Right. I'll survive your death. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but just imagine you're putting that on kids. Yeah, I understand. What you're saying, saying that to kids? Oh, if you don't wear your mask and wear, and this is the funny part. My kids know they don't work. So any single time someone was screaming at them to wear it and you're going to get, you're going to die if you don't wear your mask correctly, you're putting adult problems and let's just say mental problems on children. How is it my problem that you're dying? Right. It's not my problem. Right. And this is another problem. Well, if I have health problems. Okay, then you may be in the wrong career because you're in a Petri dish here. It's one of my reasons why my house is always a good immunity. Is because you got two kids in school and my wife's a teacher. So there's, uh, schools are a Petri dish. Yeah. You're going to get everything. You know what I mean? It's like people who try to have quiet houses. <laughs> you know, people who try to have... My buddy just, just said to me the other day, you know, if I hear one more person piss and moan about fireworks on 4th and July and their dog. Right. You know, it, 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 my dogs aren't afraid... He's got three dogs. My dogs aren't afraid of fireworks. You know why? Because we yell at each other all the time. We're slamming doors all the time. They're used to noise. Noise happens in their lives. They're not bothered by it. My house is pretty loud, but my dogs do not. Two two of my dogs are freaked out by them real bad. And the the other one just, he's fat and lazy. He don't care. Yeah. But I, I, I get what you're saying. Listen, it's fireworks. It's 4th of July. I understand. If you don't like it, then petition your government. Do something about it. Move move out into the woods. 
I'm you'll I'm, be okay. I would start, start a commune like way away from everybody. Yeah, I'd have to dial in to do the show and see, <laughs> see in your handsome face, right? <laughs> no, but you look at that, and I had said to Doctor Freeze about how uh, administrators leaving and everything, and I, and I said it's not good for the kids, and he didn't, yeah. really didn't have much to say because I don't. I like him. He just seems like a very smart and a nice guy, but I don't know if that anybody in the administration of the school has given any thought to that issue. Yeah. Because it's not structural for the kids. It's not norm. There's no normality. And if between all the teachers being out because they got sick because they were vaccinated, or they got, or they were sick because of COVID, or they were afraid, then you have the people just leaving. <laughs> or they were afraid. What are you afraid of? I, I, I. It's one of the things that drove me crazy. What are you afraid? Of? You're afraid of germs. I, I mm -hmm. get it. Mm -hmm. Is a germ that could kill you, but you know what? a chance right especially on something that's what a 99.998 take a chance survival chance that's what in the beginning of this i said to everybody it's like listen you have more of a chance of dying driving to work in the morning than you do of COVID. especially on 422 422 sucks literally love the facebook page but yeah <laughs> but you get what i'm saying it's that fear was like oh my god i'm gonna get this so there were teachers that were afraid mm -hmm. they're the ones that probably are might be quitting because of it. Which, Part of it, there's not a question. No, and that makes sense of it. Is but that 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 lack of structure and that turnover, especially here in Exeter, that can't be good for the kids either. So they're already dealing with enough problems as it is, and then you're just throwing another one on because of of people's fear. Yeah. Listen, I think everybody has a free flow. If they want to leave their teaching job, I don't argue it. I wouldn't doubt. Why, I I don't question why because I know why. But it's not good for the kids. And I don't know if that's a conversation that the that administration has had. Listen, we need to... Well, we just gave them a raise for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because then there's all the all the wasting, wasted time in education. And this is the part. So between all the COVID stuff, we'll transition to number three here. All that transition time, all that time that they spent on COVID. I wonder how much time during a day did teachers spend telling kids to put their mask on stay six feet apart how much time during the day took away from learning because of that and furthermore how much of it which which they're which is going to be your next point which they're they're teaching to test anyway so yep. yep when when you're you're taking x months just to learn about tests mm -hmm. to learn the stuff that's going to be on a test well then you got all this other timeout stuff. And maybe that's a good reason why our kids aren't testing proficient. Maybe it is. Because that's the point. If I, I know, because of a certain person I know, but how much... I would love to see the little clicker. Like my mom, when I was a kid back in the 70s, she had that little clicker she took to the grocery store to price up how much she had, you know, how much money she was spending. Did you ever see them? Or like the bath sure. that day, they get a little clicker? Absolutely. So to see how much money she budgeted for the week. I would love... For a teacher to click on a stopwatch anytime you're talking about standardized testing. How much time, and then do it for the entire school year to see how much time literally goes towards talking, teaching, or prepping, or taking standardized testing. Hire a, a, uh, hire a service firm that does time studies. Right. Put them in a classroom for a year. I would bet it's over two months. I've heard the stat of two months. I don't know where I heard it. 
I think close to three, but I would say over two. You figure so the school years how how many months? Ten. Let's call it ten. Give or take. So about a third or a quarter. Look, think about it, that. It, it, it's it's literally nine months. Right. So think about that. And a little more. So, so you're so, taking two and a half. Let's just for poops and giggles. Two months. Two months. You're not re, you're not doing any and it's like 28, I said, twenty nine. I know this sparked your interest when I said to you this morning. I said, Jerry, they hold freaking pep rallies for this crap. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They do. They did it at my at my kids' old school too. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're doing a pep rally to take a damn test? If anything, do that for the kids taking their SATs. It would stop them the night going out drinking like I did. <laughs> Couldn't you be more effective studying for that test instead of doing a pep rally for that test? Correct. Or not taking the damn test at all and, you know, working on the things that you're not proficient in. Well, how are you supposed to figure out you're not proficient? I don't think you have to take it. Didn't we take senior tests? When you see when you graduate, you take a... You know, SAT, ACT, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Do that. Why are we spending so much time on standardized testing that doesn't doesn't help you to get proficient in anything? Well, it's how they establish their benchmarks, I guess. I don't know. It seems like uh, way too much time. Mm-hmm. Way too much time. And then we could get into what they do with the results. You know what they do with the results. They're basically sell them to other corporations so they can market back to our kids. Mm-hmm. Because how you, like again with a poll, I could set up a poll and get the get the end result that I want. It's done in politics all the time, mm-hmm. right? So you do ask questions. You're going to ask questions that you get position to your question properly, right? So it's not a what? It, okay, two plus two is what? I've I've seen the questions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like they're it, those. The point is, is that they're spending way too much time on test standardized testing, teaching how to test and taking the test and not enough time on math and English. Again, this is why I say get back to basics, get back to basics in education. I don't remember taking all these damn tests when I was a kid. You did not. Yeah, but not, not this we, many. No, not this many. And we didn't prep for them like this either. No, no. Because no. the part is the test is like two weeks. I think they do it, or a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Well, how much time do they go into prepping for it? Way too much. Mm-hmm. So you're you're teaching them the test. You're not teaching them to think. And that's one of the biggest problems with education. Now they're teaching kids what to think. They're not teaching them to think. How to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Whether it's just asking a question. Now, when you have kids like mine, like especially my son. The kid questions everything, and sometimes I just be like, <laughs> "I'm dad, do what I said." Well, why are we doing this? I'm like, ah, "I said so." You're it's twelve. Be good enough. You're twelve. I'm forty-seven. Do what I told you to. But if you're spending all that time educating, I would rather. It's one of the reasons why we pull our kids from those tests. I would rather, and the the, the money that's so the school I heard that the school loses money when they have two if they have too many kids pulled out they lose money right good <laughs> agreed right you don't need more money for an education I had a conversation so we were having siding put in our house and there was a guy that was older than me I think Steve is like 15 
20 years older than me, so he's around 60. No, no, he's probably early 60s. Okay. And it was a younger guy, Brandon, who's 29. And Let's I, go. I said, I would bet Steve got a better education for less money than I did, and I would bet that I got a better education than Brandon did for less money. Mm-hmm. So as we've gone, as, as we throw more and more money at it, and a part of it's standardized testing. So think about that. If they don't take the test, you, you don't get as much money. Again, mm-hmm. they're dangling a carrot. And then what are they doing with it? They're, I know they're selling the information. So if they're selling the information, what the hell are they doing with the information? Well, they're building it to market to your kids in the future. And other kids for that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, sure. And it's all about money in corporate. It's, it's, it's just a big quartocracy. I'm good with corporations. I'm good with corporations too, but not when they're merged with the with the government. And that's exactly what this is. Because yeah. that what is that the definition of Jerry? Fascism. Okay, just check. Because yeah. we don't have real free market capitalism in this country anymore. No, we don't. We haven't had since it, since the Fed. Been a long time. Mm-hmm. Been a minute. And that's the part. So they've now incorporated education with government. Because that's what all the... Who do you think dangles a carrot? And then the government... Why is the government doing it? They're working with corporations. Right. Who's writing the bills? Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> the the assholes much. are paying them off. Right. Yes. Pretty much. Okay, you know what? That is the Exeter Underground. It wasn't real Exeter tonight. I think it was deep Exeter. Because of the problems that are in our community, we, mm-hmm. just, we just discussed them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good that they were discussed because they need to be discussed. The problem is just trying to fix it. Yeah, and and you know that it's it's a community question, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's totally a community question, and every community should solve it the way they want to. Right. We can't fix the world. We can't fix Pennsylvania, but we can try to fix Exeter. That's the truth, mm-hmm. and that's what we should be aiming for. Correct. That's like I said earlier. With you got ten problems. Or a huge problem, you're going to split it up to 10, mm-hmm. 10 different ones that way you can actually fix them and actually have a goal that you can achieve. Delegate and, and send people out. You solve part A, B, C, D. I'll yep. sit back here and cheerlead you. But I think it's also trying. I think one of the biggest things that you don't need to approve a program for, you don't need to have a conversation around is let the damn kids get back to normality. Mm-hmm. Go back to school. Have field trips. Mm-hmm. How many kids don't do My son said, yeah, we don't do field trips anymore. Yeah. Too expensive. One point five percent tax increase. <laughs> four point two three million for a bus garage. It was supposed to cost one point five. Right, but all these things you say you don't have. To, there's plenty of field trips that you can do for free. Oh yeah, tons of them. But they don't want to. No. Because of fear. Right. And Sally's mom says that she's going to die of COVID if she goes to the park. And the teacher thinks that you're going to kill her. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not kidding on that. That actually happened. It's frightening. Okay, so that's the Exeter Underground for uh, that's Exeter Underground number seventeen, episode number seventeen. We thank you for joining us. Next week we will have a supervisors meeting to talk about. Um, that agenda will be out tomorrow. You want to check out that agenda and see what's on it, and we'll see if there's going to be another three-hour meeting. Because they haven't had a meeting in two weeks. I, I can see a bunch of crap piling up. Yeah, but that just means material, 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 material. Yeah. 
But it yeah. also means that I get to sit there for three hours and watch. <laughs> yeah, that's the bad part. I think I'm going to give up going to the meetings. I I'm just not watch anything out of good. Yeah, it's just as good. But just to see, I mean, what do they have like? A delay, and they're just like have dancers come out and part time give service yes. and drinks. Yes, there's actually an intermission, <laughs> and there's a floor show. Nice. You can go get some popcorn, sit down. With the yes. fireworks that were going on earlier, they should start serving some popcorn. Ours. <laughs> I think that everything's going to calm down at the township. I hope it's so. Calming down right now. Once it starts getting reformed, and the people stop crying about reforms. Yeah. It's extra townships doing worse than ever. Everybody deserves a job. Right. They're good people. Why don't? Why are you firing good people? Okay. Because <laughs> no one good has ever gotten fired before. Exactly. Right. 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 We discussed it. Yeah. So that is it. Exeter Underground number seventeen is over. Uh, Hyper local news and analysis for Exeter Township. We appreciate you listening. We will be back next Thursday at six forty-five to talk about that. Uh, supervisors meeting and whatever else comes up between now and then so we thank you for listening appreciate you very much and bid you a very healthy good night thank you for joining us for the exeter underground Join us again next week for more news and analysis of all that is happening in Exeter. This has been a production of Jerry Gelliff Media.